Welcome to Horror Strap. Hello, horror babies. This week is a special episode. It is another bonus episode for you, as Riley and I have a couple things that we are working on that will be coming out shortly. So, given the eclectic nature of the bonus episodes, blanket spoiler warnings for The New Testaments, WandaVision, and The Wilds. Enjoy. I can't remember what the actor's name is, but he he's like one of the few actors in the show that plays like multiple roles. Like he plays Dr. Fink or Vink. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah, Dr. Vink, the, the chef. Because he's in that episode. He's in one with Riddles. I think he's in one more, but I can't remember. And he's in the Zebo episode. We watched a bunch. We found a bunch of like the highest rated ones yesterday and watched a bunch of them. I forgot how fun that show was. Did you watch Tales of Laughing in the Dark? I think that was the one. There's one that was like the absolute highest rated that we were trying to find, but it wasn't on the app. It's probably that one, yeah. There was one about like a dream girl. And then I think that one that you just said we also tried to find and we couldn't find it. <laughs> dream girl. Sorry, I completely derailed that. I'm sorry. What were we talking about? What were we talking about? I think we were talking about Racism. Candyman is a Vengeance Demon. Oh, yeah, and that. It's like how I told Michael about the fact that one of the self-defense things they teach women is that if you're like alone and going shopping, you should always park with your driver's door next to the the shopping cart like return because that way someone cannot pull up next to you and possibly snatch you. Oh, okay. Well, that's terrifying. Being a woman is so frightening. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I always think that there are people underneath my car. Oh, me too. Yeah, I'm like, they're gonna grab me by the ankles or just like cut my ankle and steal my car and kill me. Who conditioned us to be this scared? Who was it? Yeah, my driver's ed teacher told me that. Was it the guy from Myers Driving School? Was his name Gino? It wasn't a guy. I had a, I had like a, a woman teacher. She's really nice, but she was oh, the one okay. who told me that. And then she also told us that <laughs> you should never hook your thumbs into the wheel of your steering wheel. Okay. Well, she says it's very common that if you like have your hands like that and your airbag goes off, there's a good chance that your airbag could either break your thumbs because it comes out so fast, or it could just rip your skin that's on your forearms. Oh, cool. That's awful. So I never hook my thumbs. I'm just not going to drive anymore. I'm just walking. Let's just never leave our respective residences. I mean, that's what I've been begging Joe Biden to say to the country, so okay. Oh my god, if we could all just stay inside for like a month. If we could all just stay inside for six fucking weeks, then I could go outside again. That would be so nice. Anyway, anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know, the fucking Candyman. Talking about Candyman as an urban legend, I got distracted because I compared him to the, the grudge lady again. I just finished The Handmaid's Tale, and I'm just... <sighs> Are they being racist in The Handmaid's Tale? Oh, you finished the book. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was about to say... I, I finished the book, and that just makes me think of, like, oh, you need a man to be around you. And it, I just started The um the Testaments. Oh, how is it? It's I, pretty good. I have so many books right now. I'm just listening to it on audiobook, but it's pretty interesting because it goes... It's going through three different perspectives. So it's going from Aunt Lydia's perspective. Ooh, okay. It's going from girl who is being raised in Gilead. 
who I think might be the main character, like the the main character from Handmaid's Tale, daughter that was taken from her, and then they're also um, going from the perspective of a of a young girl up in Canada who's like sixteen. Okay. And I think I figured out what's going on with her because every time they bring up her story, they talk about how there was a baby, baby named Nicole, who was stolen from Gilead. Canada, like, when they finally got around to being like, I guess we'll help you try to find your baby, just never found it, and I'm pretty sure that girl is the baby <gasps> and doesn't realize it, and I have a feeling they're gonna end up sending her oh, back to no. Gilead. <sighs> I hope not, but we'll see. I mean, with how bleak The Handmaid's Tale, just like the show is, I could see that definitely happening. Yeah. Same with the end of the book, honestly, because they leave it pretty open-ended. Yeah, the end of the book is super open-ended, and you don't really figure out- If June even makes it. No, she's probably dead. Ugh, it was so good. I Yeah, I need to start reading the sequel. Yeah, it's good. The audiobook I really like a lot. They have three different people um, doing the voices, and one of them is Ann Dowd, who does Aunt Lydia, which is great. Oh, I know I should hate her, but I really like... She's a great character actress. Yeah, when you said that it was from her perspective, I was like, that sounds really interesting because the the way that woman's mind must work seems so fascinating. Yeah, especially since before... The character, not the actress, but same. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Because especially um, before, like, Gilead and, like, I don't remember what they call the the terrorists, like the Sons of Adam or Sons of... Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's right. Jacob or whatever. Right when the, the change was happening and they, like, took over, like like Congress and stuff. Aunt Lydia, I can't remember what her, well, I guess her real name was probably Lydia, but she was a judge. She was a family judge. Oh, oh no. And I'm at the point now where she's like remembering that point in her life and when like the people took over and like she worked in a practice with like a bunch of female judges. Or not a practice, but she worked with a bunch of right. other female judges. And I'm just at the point now where they have they have taken away women's money and their jobs. That part was so stressful in the show. Oh my god, yeah. I think she was just at the store and her, like, card wasn't working and all these men are st- starting to, like, argue with her. Like, this is terrifying. I hate this. <sighs> Anyways, yes. Just everyone's being so aggressive. Super sidetrack, but... Yeah, what were we talking about? We were talking about, um, Ruthie Jean. Oh. Dude, random tangent, and I'm so sorry. I feel like we're gonna go long recording because I keep doing random tangents. And I'm sure you already know this, but you know the 40 the 40 hour work week is not designed so you can actually clean? What do you mean? It was created in a world where the woman stayed home. So the idea is oh, the 40 yeah, hour yeah. week is fine because there's someone else at home cleaning. If you have a stay at home partner, yeah. Anyways, random tangent. Okay, so. Did you know in Sweden they do like what you work for four hours and then you take a four hour break and then you go back for four hours? I would hate that. I don't know how I feel about that. Also, I could be completely wrong. Maybe I would like it, but I mean, that doesn't seem bad. I guess it depends what you do. I think your sleep schedule is supposed to be like that. I think that's why they do it. Because you're only supposed to be awake for like four hours and then sleep and then wake up again. It's not supposed to be just one long chunk of time. What? Yeah. (gasps) Really? That's probably what we should be doing. My mind is blown. I think the new Godzilla versus um, Kong movie is going to be pretty good. So I could be wrong. It looks fun. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Mecha Godzilla, which I think will be fun. Michael's super excited about it. I Yeah, I bet he is. I hope he liked his birthday cake. It was very cute. It was adorable. It was really 
really cute. We were a little disappointed. Like, like it tasted fine, but I think for the amount of money I spent on it, I definitely spent more money on it just to look pretty than I think for it to be like, wow, this is like a great cake. Oh. So we're not going to get mine there, I don't think. Yeah, it shouldn't have to be one or the other, though. But we both looked at each other and we're like, it doesn't taste any better than like what we'd just go get at the grocery store. Right, like a Walmart birthday cake. But it was really pretty and it's a 30th, so I didn't mind. Yeah, it's true. Very interested to see what he does with my cake because yeah, the one other bakery I found, he contacted them, but she's like, yeah, my art is mostly my cake. I don't make everything super fancy, just tastes really good. He was like, I'm going to look to see if I can find another one that'll kind of do both, but we'll see. I was watching an interview with um, Henry Thomas, and they were talking about doing the, the scenes with the kids on Hill House. And the little kid who played Luke, half of the time in the middle of the scenes, he would stop and be like, are we doing this for real now? (laughs) (laughs) And I just thought that was so funny. Because that kid was like five or six. Yeah, he was really young. He's, um, he's Billy on WandaVision now. I didn't realize how big he got. Oh, okay. Can I just say, so when, um, Wanda's kids age themselves up the first time, Mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't know, like five or something, I literally looked at Michael and went, I'm like, are these the director's kids? Because these kids cannot act. Oh, no. (laughs) And then they they aged uh... up more, and I was like, okay, now they can. Well, I don't know if that was intentional, too, because, like, 90s sitcoms, that's the... Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, kind of performance you'd get. Do you think on the next episode they're going to reference Full House? I thought they were going to on this one, just because it's set up the house started looking so much like Full House. I feel like it's a missed opportunity because they have Elizabeth Olsen be like, hey, we want to reference your sisters. Oh yeah, I didn't even put that together. That would be funny. Hey, you remember when the Black Lives Matter protesters were like, hey, we just don't want you to shoot us anymore? And they got met with like pepper bullets and then crazy white terrorists were like, we believe a conspiracy theory that has no basis in fact. And they're like, come on in. Come on into the Capitol building. Did you watch any of the AOC Instagram live story where she talked about being at the Capitol when it happened? I watched the part where she talked about her staffers telling her to go hide. And that was frightening. I, for some reason, was, I was going to watch a movie, and then I saw the notification come up that said, like, AOC's going live, and I usually don't watch them. I watched the entire thing. It was terrifying. I think I was going to watch a scary movie and ended up watching that, and it was scarier than anything I could have put on. Well, now the people who were rioting at the Capitol are mad, basically because she was in a separate building. I'm not entirely sure how the Capitol was set up. But they're mad because she wasn't where they were telling the rioters she was supposed to be. So now she's a liar. How do they keep twisting this to justify their actions? It doesn't make any sense. And I don't understand how anyone could be mad that she was like, was it Ted Cruz that she was essentially just like, a thank you for, I don't remember even what it was in reference to. It was about working, maybe it was working on the stock market. It was, yeah. She was essentially like, thank you for agreeing with me, but I don't want to work with someone who tried to get me murdered. Yeah, yeah. No, I saw that tweet and I was like, she said something like, if any of my other Republican colleagues want to come forward, this guy tried to have me murdered. Ugh, so shitty. Yeah, if you have time, I would recommend watching the whole thing just to hear tell. Yeah, I'll have to go and watch the whole thing. I think Trevor Noah talked about it and so he showed that clip and I was like, holy fuck. Yeah, it was terrifying. 
I just had a random thought. I'm probably not going to put this in. Because Antebellum has to, it deals with like slavery, right? I think so. I think that's like where she gets sent back to. Why are there not more like ghost stories about slaves? I feel like there'd be a lot of slave ghosts. Um, I don't know. Or maybe there are and we're just unaware of it because it's... Or when you watch shows where they're just like, these are the top 10 scariest places in Blah. And they talk about like plantations, but they talk about like, oh, these kids, the white kids fell down the stairs and died. So they haunt the place. And I'm like, why don't the slaves haunt the fuck out of this place? <laughs> no, it's because the ghost slaves pushed them down the stairs. Does uh, Captain Ahab have a hook? I feel like I just want him to. There was the guy that was in Best Best Years of Our Lives that had an actual hook because he was an actual war veteran. No idea what that is. Uh, It was a movie that came out in like 46 or 7, I believe. Oh, okay. And it's really good. Um... There's somebody fairly notable in it. I can't remember. It might be... I can't remember who it is, but it's all about, like, men coming back from war and the trauma mm. they have. And and I can't remember who directed it, but it was in the whole, like, Faint Capra line where, like, these this group of filmmakers had gone to war and they came back and they made all these, like, really emotional films about what it was like being at war or coming back from war. It's really good, though. I'll watch it once I watch It's a Wonderful Life. Oh, It's a Wonderful Life is so good. Titanic's so good. Very good. I haven't seen it in a while. I want to watch it, but I feel like if I watch it, Michael will mock me. Hi, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. He's wrong. It's not bad. It's when we we had just started dating. Like, I don't know how long we had been dating, but it was definitely like our first year of dating. I was watching Titanic. It was when I lived at Foxhaven. He wasn't over. He had something else going on that night. I texted him because the first half of it is very much a romance. And so I texted him. Yeah, first half's fun. I texted him that I was watching Titanic and that I missed him. And then he put a f- post on Facebook about it where he said, my girlfriend essentially said that she missed me during Titanic. Isn't that the movie where all these people die? Something essentially like that. <laughs> like what a romantic oh tragedy that was. And I got really mad at him. <laughs> she wants me to drown and die. Okay, no, that's pretty funny. It was funny, but, like, I was mad because I was trying to be romantic and be like, I wish you were here. I'm watching this romance. Instead, he was like, don't a lot of people die in that movie? <laughs> okay. No, I, I see what you mean. Oh, Like, she's gonna let me drown in the middle of the ocean. There's room on that door. I'm still astonished that Aubrey Plaza and I are not the same age because I just assumed we were, and I don't know why... She's like, oh, yeah. what, seven years older than me? I mean, I guess she's like close-ish and give it a few months and you'll be in the same decade. So I guess that she's not like super far off. But yeah, I would assume she'd be right around our age. Well, I think it's also because for some reason, your sister Michelle has always reminded me of Aubrey Plaza. I think just like their general bit, demeanor. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, Michelle's only like two years older than me. That makes sense that, you know, everyone's my age. Everyone is my age. You can't tell the age difference in children, and I can't in adults, so. I can't tell the age difference for anyone. They have that thing when you go to, like, theme parks where they have, like, that person who's either going to, like, guess your age or your weight. I would be terrible at that. I feel like that's just rude. I guess the point is that you're subjecting yourself to it, though. So it's not like they're just pulling you up. Oh, they're just walking around going, you're 45 and you weigh 200 pounds. Like, that would be rude. They have, like, because they do it at Cedar Point. They have, like, a booth so you can walk past it and stop if you want. And then if they don't guess correctly, you get a prize. What a weird game. 
This is vaguely on subject, but it always makes me laugh. You know how really, like, religious white people will say they hate gays and they hate, like, anyone from the Middle East. Um, They hate anyone who isn't a Christian, but I think it's really funny that the modern depiction of Jesus, where he's white, was painted by Da Vinci? I can't remember. He's painted by one of the famous painters. He is based on that painter's gay lover. Oh, yeah. Then it, who painted the Sistine Chapel? Was it? Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't Da Vinci. It was Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, he was hella gay. And so that's kind of funny. They're like, screw the gays, but we'll only take this vision of Jesus. And I'm like, do you understand who that, that person is? Jesus is, you know, white dude depiction where he's like all ripped on the cross and stuff. He's kind of <laughs> hot. So good for them. Or good for Michelangelo, I guess. I don't I don't know. What am I trying to say right now? Have I drank too much gin already? <laughs> I've only had one drink. Uh, I agree. Rip Jesus is hot. He's got that long, luscious hair. I don't hair. enjoy... Some of the, like, Jesus, like, crucified on the cross, though, is, like, really upsetting. Like, he's in so much pain. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, like, uh, that whole Passion of the Christ movie. Oh, my God, yeah. There's some torture porn for you. Oh, my God, yeah, so... That's a horror movie. <laughs> Yeah, it's just your own um, viewpoint. Right. Life viewpoint, so. Perspective. That's the word. <laughs> your life perspective. Oh, you know what? Speaking of all of this, there was um, a movie that I watched right after this that I think does a little better job of, like, social commentary, and it has specifically to do with, like, black women's hair. And I watched a movie called Bad Hair right after this, where the there's a lot of, like, horrifying imagery of weaves being put in and, like, the painful process of that and, like... I think I've heard of this. The social commentary around, like, natural hair. It was good. It, the, it took a while to pick up, but it's really good. The cast is great. I think it's also a lot of the same people who worked on um, Dear White People. I, I liked it a lot better if you're looking for something... Is it streaming somewhere? Yeah, it's, um... Oh, what's that? That, uh... The deal that Blumhouse has with, um... With Hulu. It's one of those movies, so it's on Hulu. Oh, okay, it's on Hulu. Got it. Yeah, it was much more interesting, and it had a clearer message as opposed to whatever Antebellum was trying to say. Hmm. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, it, it was fun. I I liked it. It was at least less boring than this movie. Who is your favorite character in the wild so far? Oh my god, this is terrible. I can't remember names. Yeah, that's fair. There's eight of them. The last episode I watched was the episode with the girl who is like kind of the sur- like she's the one who's like making shit happen. Her dad was sick. Oh, Dot. Yeah, I like Dot. I don't want to say anything because I can't spoil anything. My theory and I won't put this in the podcast, and don't tell me if it's real or not. We'll talk about it once I get to the end of the season. My theory is that, because clearly the plane crashed for a reason, whoever the people behind the scenes, for whatever reason. I don't know that yet. But I think they realized that if they didn't have somebody on the island that could help the girls survive, they would die. And so I think Dot might be working with them. Ooh, you think Dot's a plant? But she might be. I mean, it might just be a convenient thing where they made sure she was on the plane because they knew she could survive, but that's my guess. Hmm, I know the answer because I've watched it all. Yeah, don't don't tell me the answer. We'll talk about it um talk about it when I get to the end of the the season. Yeah, I went in completely blind and it was way more fun that way, so I'm not going to say yeah, anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a fun show. 
Yeah, that's my current theory. But I think um, it's very unlikely that one of the girls isn't a plant. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, jump into the plot? My hand is bleeding. Uh, Why is it doing Just that? randomly? Was there a cut? No, uh, it's just winter. Oh, it's cracking. Yep. Mm. Okay. Are you okay? You're having a weird response. <laughs> you said, mmm, okay. <laughs> I, I like blood. How dare you make me bleed mm. my own blood? <laughs> I... There's a point in this movie that we're going to talk about where I said that out loud. I think it was when Abra was, like, cutting oh, his yeah. leg every time. Both times when it happened. Oh, God. Yeah, The Shining is really good. I really... It's it's just a very well... I mean, it's a Kubrick film. It's a very well-crafted movie. And Shelley Duvall is amazing in it, no matter how much she was tortured. Dude, why did we kick Shelley Duvall out of Hollywood? She's incredible. She's one of the things that I do remember watching this movie 10 years ago. That was a standout performance. She is great. I don't know if she was so much as kicked out of... Ho- well, I don't really know anything about Shelley Duvall except that she she eventually just got to a point where she decided to retire and she didn't want to do anything anymore. You know what? That might be fair. It might have been a typecasting thing. Well, thinking back on what I have seen Shelley Duvall in... It's been The Shining and Annie Hall. So if I were working with those two directors, maybe I would also leave Hollywood. Dude, did you see the the trailer for the documentary that's coming out? I don't want to. About Unless, Woody Allen? Are we, I saw an article about it today, but I didn't know what it was. We're not, like, sympathizing with them, are we? No, no, this is, it's damning. Oh, good, um, finally. Which I'm excited, so I'm gonna watch it. All right, I'm in. It's Mia Farrow is gonna be um, speaking in it. Ooh, okay. I think some other of his family members, I I don't know what, what channel it's gonna be on. It might be a limited series, like an HBO doc, but I saw a trailer come up for it on YouTube, and I was like, I need to tell Riley about this right now. Okay, yes, now I'm slightly more intrigued. I saw uh, an article titled and I don't yeah no sympathy for Woody Allen you should watch the trailer though because Mia Farrow said something oh my god what was the line she said I think it was something along the lines of it's not about the truth it's what people believe and I was like yes so good I'm not gonna put any of that in the podcast but I'm very excited for that documentary isn't that what the like true blood vampires do to people God, it's been a really long time since I've watched True Blood. I I think it's a little different in True Blood because, like, some of them do have, like, humans that they, like, keep around them. Kind of, but they, they're they usually people who, who choose their... I can't remember. They call them something really funny. Oh, is it, like, a fetish for them? They, like, want... They're willingly doing this? Yeah, like, the bites in True Blood don't hurt, I don't think. I think there's something, like, they're almost like mosquitoes where it, like, numbs you. Oh. Sorry, I didn't have anything to say about it. I just was thinking, I watched the first episode of True Blood, and doesn't that happen? And I think, like, anything, there is probably abuse where some keep humans against their will and, like, drink them, like like that but yeah true blood is <sighs> i've heard it's not great it's like a silly soap opera i mean it is like a like a sexy romance vampire show that gets gets off the rails and gets real weird towards the end Do you keep getting these fucking car warranty calls, too? Yeah, I get spam calls for that. I also get the dumb little, like, mail for it, too. The wellness check one? You get mail for it? They'll be like, your blah 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 warranty has expired. I'm like, oh my god, shut up. Like, you know what? If I crash and die, I don't care. 
Now if I get a real, like, recall on my car, I'm gonna think it's fake. I mean, if you go to, like, your car brand website, I'm pretty sure you can, like, type in your car and they'll let you know if there are recalls. Because that's what Subaru does. I also drive a Kia Soul and so does half of the country, so if something were to happen, I would find out. Yeah, that's true. I'll never forget the time that the maintenance man skinned a deer in our parking lot. Oh my god, what? And like... I knew you had weird neighbors, but what the and fuck? It, we didn't live, like, in, like, the... Co- we lived right outside of, like, Belden Village. Of, like, where the shopping centers are. Yeah, you lived, like, really... That's a nice part of town. We lived in, like, a normal, like, apartment. It was just so strange because I was like, why wouldn't you do that, like... You obviously were in the woods somewhere. Why don't you do it in the woods? Don't they, like, do it on your truck, right? I don't know. I don't hunt. I don't even like eating meat. It creeps me out. So I can't even imagine, like, having to see that. Yeah, I was like, I guess I'm not gonna go outside today. I'm just gonna stay in here. Yeah, and then they threw all, like, the bits away that they didn't need, like, into the trash can. Wow, that's terrifying. Yeah, that place is a dumpster fire. It's the worst apartment I've ever lived in. I haven't been watching a whole lot lately. I've been trying to read more because I want to beat my friend Alexa on her Goodreads challenge. We were at the same point. We'd both read 14 books and then she like speed read and she's at 16 now. So I'm trying to catch up. Gotta read plays. That's why I read a graphic novel a couple nights ago. I was like, this is real short. I can read this in like an hour. I do have plays though. Dude, do you remember in freshman year? We had that that reading competition. Mm, yeah, and you smoked everyone. I'm not bad at things, but it's not anything where I'm just like, yeah, I'm socially good at this or that or like normal challenges where you can win prizes. But anytime there seems to be a challenge that I'm like, I can feasibly do very well at this, I kind of lose my mind. <laughs> it makes me think of, I don't remember whose baby it was, but I went to a baby shower once and I'm just bad at like baby shower games because I don't know things about babies. Like I don't normally have things in my purse like I don't know which shower it is but there's always a game where it's just like we're gonna see who has the most stuff in their purse on this list of things strange so you just stuffed a bunch of things in your purse to win you cheated no I should do that but there was one time that I went to a baby shower and the challenge was that they had frozen a little like toy baby like a little little tiny tiny like size of your like the top of your thumb baby into a thing of ice and the goal was um, by not touching the ice but by touching the cup you melt the ice Uh, I was so determined that they did this like right before they were people got up to do food and I was like I'm not eating until I win God, wait how did you do it and I won that candle how did you do it? Um, I just, I put it, because well, it was like one of those plastic cups. So it wasn't anything thick. When my hands got too cold, I would just put it between my thighs because my thighs are oh. always hot. <laughs> and then I was like breathing on it. like. <sighs> this is a really weird challenge. Because I think the idea is like your your water breaks. Oh, it's like a more challenging I version, it. I guess, of that. Everyone stopped to go get food and I did not. <laughs> Because I'm a crazy person. I think last baby shower I even went to would have been Rachel Tonda's, I think. And I don't remember any games, but I remember the little rubber duckies. I yeah, can't I think... one from here that she gave us. And they all looked like all the ducks were just scowling. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the last one I went to, too. Which is weird, because I know some of my friends have had kids since then. I just, you know, must not. Am I? Maybe they don't invite me anymore because they're like. They're weird and gendered. I just realized that. I'm like, maybe that's why I don't get invited anymore. Because they're like, you're not a lady. You're not allowed. 
I'm like, no, I'll give you a gift still. Invite me. I want free food. They should just wrap up baby showers and gender reveal parties into one, which I think people are kind of starting to do. It makes more sense because more people, the more gifts you get. So I don't know why they would exclude a whole gender's worth of people. You know, keep the food, feed everybody, but like take out the games and have the big thing be like you not burning a forest down, but you know, cut into a cake, pop some poppers if you really want. Like if you're, I, I, it's whatever, you know, if you want to do a gender reveal party, just don't do it stupidly, I guess. I don't, yeah, don't start a forest fire. Wait, where were you going with this? With the, um, the book thing? <laughs> the, the book thing in ninth grade? Your competition with your friend just reminds me of how, like, I just got really competitive because the goal was that whichever, like, class, whichever English class read the most books in a semester, I don't even remember, or, like, over a month, got, like, a free pizza party. And I was like, I can rock this. So, like, yeah, I read, like, 25 books and, like, all the other classes all had just like a handful. So I was like the only one doing this challenge. But I did it because I also picked out books I knew I could read in like a night. So like when I would go to the library, I'd be like, I know I can read this book really fast. So I'm going to do this. So that counts for an extra book. That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, oh, I'll just read like Catcher in the Rye because I've read it a million times. I know I can finish it fast. Or like Of Mice and Men's really short. Or I'll reread all my comics. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we have a very special episode for you. Riley and I were able to sit down with Paul Tremblay, who is an award-winning horror writer of such books as A Head Full of Ghosts and Survivor Song, to talk to him about his upcoming book, The Paul Bears Club, and lots and lots of other fun things. We'll catch you next week. All right, horror fans, thank you for listening to this week's episode of Horrorstruck. If you want to hear more from us, you can head on over to Twitter and Instagram, where we are at HorrorstruckPod, or you can check us out on Facebook at HorrorstruckPodcast. If you have any movie recommendations, you can go ahead and tweet those at us and give it your very own Horrorstruck rating. Until next time, horror fans, remember, stay spooky. Goodbye!